rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Friday, July 10th, 2020, and we are coming to you from downtown Aurora at Gremlin Studios. You are listening to Good Morning Aurora, Aurora's very first daily podcast for local news, interviews, art, culture, and much, much more. Uh, we are proud to be here. We wrapping up. We are wrapping up a very good week, a very strong week. We had a lot of great interviews this week, and we're trying to continue a um, good feel and everything into this week and and excuse me into this weekend and into next week as well. Uh, next week we have a lot of great interviews lined up, so please stay tuned for that. And then next week we're going to be starting some of our uh, live content as well. So if you see any reminders on Facebook or if you see any uh, likes or links or anything like that, any of those notifications that let you know that we are live, please tune in and let us know what you think. Um, so, good news. We have the website live and ready to go. So you can go to goodmorningaurorail.com to check out um, the website and what's going on on there. There's a tab specifically for platforms, which if you click on that, you can access Good Morning Aurora on your favorite platform. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google are up there now, but we will rotate because Good Morning Aurora is proud to be on eight platforms at this very moment so shout out to the website and uh co-host sal and nte nico mode everybody putting that together so we wrote a uh, excuse me a blog post yesterday as well which is our very first one so please check that out it has been shared on to uh facebook today we have and or for today's interview we will have ali hernandez coming on to talk to us about military sexual trauma in the wake of the incidents involving uh, Vanessa Guillen, rest in peace. We'll learn about what military life is like um, from the standpoint of a member of the LBGTQ community. So before we get into that, we are going to give our announcements for the day, and then we'll also do our CDC COVID-19 totals. As you guys know, we are still in the middle of a pandemic. So let's not forget that. Uh, let's make sure that we're still being safe, wear a mask when required, and socially distance when required as well. 
Today, Friday, July 10th at 11 o'clock a.m., the CAAN Network, the CAN Network, Community Advocacy Awareness Network, is having a food giveaway, free food giveaway, no ID required. It'll be while supplies last, and it's going to be at Martin Luther King Park, which is Farnsworth and Grand. Volunteers are needed. You can still contact uh, Mary Foltz, Takara Hill, or Miss Susie Artigo to find out how you can help out. We posted this on our Facebook and Instagram, but we will repost it and make sure that you guys know about it. AMVETS Post 103, Meat Raffle. This is today at 6 o'clock p.m. Please come out, 1194 Jericho Road. That is AMVETS Post 103. The meat raffle will benefit and help local area families, not just veterans. Uh, the AMVETS Post 103 is always doing something good for the community. So shout out to AMVETS Post 103 uh, for all the good work that they're doing. Saturday, July 18th, we're back. An acoustic evening with Larry McRae. That's at the venue online. It'll be from 8 to 8.30 p.m. Uh, shout out to the venue. They got very good stuff going on. They also have, on Monday coming up, they've got Kevin Trudeau, Monday live stream. That'll be at 8 p.m. Streaming on Broadway with Kevin Trudeau. That's the title. And it is sure to be a very good event. Shout out to the venue for all of the great things that they do and all of the cool shows that they have been putting on and that they continue to put on. All right. Now, this Saturday, very important, Go Vote 500 Community Group is having an open forum conversation. It will be at 3 o'clock p.m. this Saturday or tomorrow, which is the 11th, and it'll be at Lake Street right underneath the Northgate sign. Lake Street, Northgate Plaza on Lake Street. There's the, um, I think that's a family dollar that's over there. That's also where the military recruiter is at. Um, so, we all know where Northgate is. Uh, that's the Go Vote Community Group, Go Vote 500. And uh, it will be at 3 o'clock p.m. tomorrow, Saturday, the 11th. Uh, please go out. Please bring a friend. This group values community, respect, culture. Make voting simple, appealing, and fun. Um, if you're not a citizen, come join us. If you have a felony, come join us. Uh, all change starts local. Plot plan, strategize, organize, and mobilize. Okay, so that's the Go Vote 500 community group. You can also check them out on Instagram at Go Vote 500. Uh, that's going to be very good. We'll be there and we'll be in full effect. July 20th through the 24th, there is the STEAM College Connections Summer Camp for Kids. STEAM is an acronym, Science, Technology, Engineering, Art, and Math. Camp provides knowledge-building fun through experiences in coding, robotics, art, foreign language, chess, science, literature, college readiness, and much more virtually. Registration is open now. Illinois Math and Science Academy, in conjunction with the North, excuse me, Northwestern University, Elite Chess, Bridging the Gap Technologies, Hughes Who Technologies, North Central College Connections are all camp community partners. The STEAM College Connection Summer Camp is brought to you by DuPage County NAACP, serving DuPage, Kane, Kendall, and Will Counties. That virtual camp will be from 9.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. It's for a whole week. Looks to be a very, very, very good time. Okay. Shout out to Aurora Public Art, our friends at Aurora Public Art. There is the Aurora Public Art Virtual Summer Programming, and that has been taking place all week. So yesterday was Animal Draw-Along with Jen Keller. Today will be a culinary demonstration with Gandhi, the Juice Guru. 
uh, Rural Public Art has been doing great things in regards to art and, you know, engaging initiatives with the community since COVID has begun. Uh, the things that have not been able to be done in person have been done online by this fantastic group. Now, Aurora Public Arts Virtual Summer Programming is brought to us by Gandhi the Juice Guru Mobile Juice Bar, the Rotary Club of Aurora, and the City of Aurora itself. So shout out to all of them for all the good work that they're doing, helping to put this on and helping the community to stay engaged even during the time of a pandemic when we can't pandemic when we can't get together. Beyond the Walls, an exhibition of graffiti, street art, and beyond. This will be at Gallery 1904 at 1 East Benton in downtown Aurora. 1 East Benton was the old school library downtown. Um, Friday, August 7th from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. Just some of the featured artists are listed are listen in the posts. Folks like Pierre Lucero, shout out. Stealth Art, shout out. All of them. Uh, more is going to be added soon. You can access more information at visoarts.com. Right, that's going to be really good, and we will be in full effect for the Beyond the Walls. Big shout out to Visual Arts. Um, you know, very good friends of the show. So, shout out to them and all of the good work that they're doing. Okay, McCarty Mills. Friday, July 17th at 7 o'clock p.m., McCarty Mills will feature Michael Rawls Live. McCarty Mills is a tap room and bottle shop, and it's located on River Street. The address escapes me, but it's right across the street from the library. And, I mean, they got the front seating area right there with the barrels that service tables. So if you have seen it, you definitely know all about it. Shout out to McCarty Mills. Holler at them. Go visit them. They've got good stuff going on this weekend. So go over there. Have a beer. It's really cool. Really cool. All right. Now, let's do this. More information. The Marie Wilkinson Food Pantry. Shout out to Marie Wilkinson. Is at East High or has been at East High. Um, and they've been giving away meat dairy products, deli items, produce, and bread. Now, Saturday, tomorrow, there will be drive-through pickup available, and this drive-through pickup is available each Saturday from 8.30 p.m. to 11 a.m. Patrons should bring their pantry card or a photo ID. Please have your car trunk empty. Walkers and bike riders can access the pantry by coming to the loading dock area. You take Smith Boulevard to Ziegler Avenue. Use parking lot by the Aurora National Guard recruiter. That's door number 33. For any questions, you can call 630-897-5431. Shout out to the East Aurora School District 131 and Marie Wilkinson's Food Pantry for feeding the community and putting some health and heart together. Ooh, I just made that up. Health and heart together. Y'all feeling that? Y'all like that? I like that. That was health and heart together. H&H, baby. H&H. Um, so, got an article that I'd like to read you guys, which has been making angst. But before we do that, we're going to go into the COVID-19 totals information for the day. As we know, coronavirus and co or COVID-19 is still affecting our country in a major negative way. As of this moment, there are 3,047,671 total cases of COVID-19 in the United States of America with 132,056 total deaths. 
That is an increase of 64,771 new cases with an increase of 991 new deaths. This information comes from cdc.gov, which is the website of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC 24-7, saving lives and protecting people. The information is also broken down in many ways on the website. Cases and deaths by jurisdiction, for example, in the map shown, you can enter in your state, and it will show you cases and deaths by county. New cases by day and cases and deaths by healthcare, among healthcare personnel. As of this moment, there are 95,860 total cases of COVID-19 among healthcare personnel, with a total of 515 deaths among healthcare personnel. Very sad that, um, you know, we are still, we are a country, a major country, whose cases are on the rise as opposed to going down. Um, it is a shame and a tragedy that the United States of America is in such a abject spot in regards to COVID-19. The time is now 8.14 a.m., and you are listening to Good Morning Aurora, Aurora's first daily podcast for news, weather, culture, art in Aurora, and interviews as well. Hashtag go away. Excuse me. Hashtag Goya away. Calls to boycott Goya foods after the CEO praises President Trump. Twitter users are calling for a boycott of Goya Foods, a brand most known for its Hispanic staple food offerings, after the CEO of the company lavished praise on President Trump during a Thursday visit to the White House. Robert Yunanune, chief executive of the family-owned operation since 2004, said the country was blessed to have Trump at the helm during remarks following a roundtable with Hispanic business and political leaders from across the country. Quote, we're all truly blessed at the same time to have a leader like President Trump, who was a builder, end quote. Yunanue, Yunanue, I got to get that name right, said during the Rose Garden speech, end quote. We have an incredible builder, and we pray. We pray for our leadership, our president, and we pray for our country that we will continue to prosper and to grow, end quote. Yunanwe also announced a plan, along with some partners, to donate 1 million cans of Goya chickpeas and 1 million pounds of food to food banks. A statement issued late Thursday by Goya Foods did not address the negative reaction from some in the Hispanic community to Yunanwe's White House appearance in praise of Trump. In the statement, Yunanwe reiterated his support for the president's Hispanic Prosperity Initiative, which Trump established by executive order at the White House Roundtable. Our country faces a time of historic challenge, but we will meet that challenge together and continue to work towards greatness, focus on a strong recovery, and hold on to the hope for a healthier future for all, Yunanwe said in a statement. Trump has maintained a tenuous relationship with much of the Hispanic community since his first campaign speech for the presidency, in which he described Mexican immigrants as, quote, rapists and, quote, criminals. Yunanwe, a third-generation Spanish-American, enraged many with his remarks at the White House, including some high-profile Democrats who also signaled that they would no longer support Goya's projects, or excuse me, products. Quote, oh look, it's the sound of me googling how to make your own adobo, Rep. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez tweeted on Thursday evening, referencing the popular seasoning. Julian Castro, a fellow Democrat, also said Americans should, quote, think twice before buying Goya products. By Thursday evening, Goya, hashtag Boycott Goya, and hashtag 
Goya Way were trending topics on Twitter. Wow. This is an article in NPR by Alana Wise. Yeah, so uh, Goya, salty. I don't know. We're gonna, we may have to take a poll on that to see how uh, folks feel about that. The time is now 8.17 a.m., and you're listening to Good Morning Aurora. So you may have noticed on our Facebook page that we posted that we took part in the review and recommendation change policy sessions at City Hall. They were about the use of force in the police departments. Um, they were productive. We wrote about it yesterday. We'll also, we also put it on our Instagram. We feel that they were productive, period, point blank. We also feel that they were very revealing. Um, so with that being said, to keep it 100 for our listeners who would want nothing else from us at Good Morning Aurora, I'll say this. Everybody who was in the room and who took part in it gave a shit or gives a shit about Aurora. They do. It was painfully obvious. Uh, as we also wrote, everybody in the room taking part in the discussions cares about their place in Aurora. So that is to say the police care about their perception. The people in the community, we care about our perception. And we also want Aurora to look a certain way. We want it to act a certain way. We want it to behave a certain way. We want it to feel good. We don't want the police as the Gestapo. At the same time, we don't want the crime that used to pervade Aurora to return to Aurora. So with that being said, the dialogue was good. The discussions were good. It did get out. Uh, it did go into the weeds at a couple of times, but the moderators really did a good job in bringing it back. Um, you know, one of the things that I think was very revealing from the standpoint of a community member was that they had these sheets. Well, they had like printouts of the procedures and the policies. They were highlighted in three colors. The red was federal law, the blue was state law, and the green was best practices. So that's pretty much what the Aurora Police Department is doing or has been doing or is committed to doing. They feel that's the best practice. They're rolling with that. Um, so to all of the people who have been, you know, equating the Aurora Police Department to the Einsatzgruppen, um, I will tell you that actually having sat in the seat and looking at the information and taking part in the discussion, which I have to say there was not too many black people in there, which I was not happy about, out of all that, the absolute worst part of the entire experience was reading the federal and state law. The federal and state law is 100% of the problem. You heard it here. The way it is written is a sort of Romania under Nicolae Ceausescu kind of legalese writing. I mean, the door is open for abuse corruption, violence, and degradation. It's written there in the law. So I would say to anyone listening, and I would say to anyone who is a concerned community member in Aurora, the first thing you should do 
is be cognizant of what state and federal laws are and what they entail. The second thing you should do is sign up for the change sessions and come out and take part in the next discussions of which there are a lot of open spaces. The time is now 8.21 a.m. and you're listening to Good Morning Aurora. I was once out strolling one very hot summer's day When I thought I'd lay myself down to rest In a big field of tall grass I lay there in the sun And felt it caressing my face I fell asleep and dreamed. I dreamed I was in a Hollywood movie and that I was the star of the movie. This really blew my mind. The fact that me, an overfed, long-haired, leaping gnome, should be the star of a Hollywood Time is now 8.30 a.m. and you're listening to Good Morning Aurora, Aurora's first daily news podcast for interviews, culture, arts, and everything in between. We're at the interview portion now and we're here with our dear friend, our comrade, and all that, our friend Allie Hernandez. What's up? Good morning. Good morning, Aurora, and good morning, Curtis. How you feeling? I'm good. That's good. That's good. Good to see you. Thank you for having me again. No doubt. No doubt. Um, So we're going to chop it up today. Our topic is military sexual trauma. Yes. Um, But just for the listeners so they know what's going on, this is in conjunction with what's been happening with Vanessa Guillen, rest in peace, and everything like that. The purpose of this conversation is to learn about what military life is like for people who don't know through the eyes of a female member of the LGBT community, okay? Um, So first of all, let the audience know who you are and where you're from. All right, so I am from Aurora, Illinois. Uh, My parents are from Mexico, so I'm a first-generation Mexican-American. So... After I finished high school, I decided to go into the military so that way um, I could uh, have some kind of school opportunities and like just have also different experiences. So at the time, don't ask, don't tell was a thing. Um, and I remember that I spoke to my recruiter and he pretty much told me like, just try to keep that information to yourself. Um, don't tell anybody because right now at the moment, well at that time, you could uh get kicked out for that that was like something that um that was still in effect so it was really hard to be honest to to just be open and free I felt like I was living like a double life like I had a girlfriend back in Aurora and then like I was living like a double life like living a marine as a marine back on base in North Carolina so just with that all being said like it was pretty difficult because I couldn't express myself. I couldn't be open. I couldn't, like, tell people, like, yeah, like, this is how I identify. This is who I am. I had to keep that under wraps um, for a while until eventually I started to have, like, deeper conversations with certain, like, 
friends and um, could finally like open up to them. I kind of had to figure out who was an ally and who wasn't. You're talking about friends in the military? Correct. All right. Yeah. Um, so for those who don't know, what is military sexual trauma? What is MST? Military sexual trauma. It's, it's it could be self-explanatory, but but it's pretty self-explanatory. But um, it could be like any form of harassment. It could be anything physical, unwanted touch or behavior. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, I had I was harassed when I was in. So I mean, I could elaborate about that. Yeah, please. Um, so we I believe we were getting ready to leave to Iraq, and there was this guy in the communications unit or communications section. I'm sorry, section. And he came to my door. We were friends, but he um, insisted on taking me on a date, mm-hmm. which I thought was weird because I thought I made it pretty clear, like, we're just friends, you know. However, he tried, and I was like, no. And I, ho- and I was hoping that that no would have been enough, and it wasn't. Right. Um, he, he per- and I say that because he was persistent. He was just like, oh, come on, like, think about it like let's you know it'd be fun stuff like that and i'm just like no i'm just like i'm sorry i just no right and he wouldn't leave me alone he continued like knocking on my door so i had to go tell a sergeant because i was a corporal at the time and um she took care of it she took care of it she went and spoke to him spoke to his sergeant and then um we took it from there he got in trouble with the command they believed me and uh, which I was really thankful for, you know, because sometimes a lot of people don't get believed. And that's something that I believe or I know for a fact, I, I think we can all agree that her command, uh, Vanessa, I'm sorry, Vanessa's command didn't believe her. They just, you know, and on top of it, she would tell other people and they would tell her, hey, why don't you go report it? Right. Well, how are you supposed to report something like that when you don't have like. People that are going to back you up, people that are going to, you know, stand up for you and be with you, you know. Yeah. And that's what that's what happened here with Vanessa, I feel like. And I mean, other things, I'm sure. But. So. um, So for those who don't know, what is military life like in general? What's Mil- what is what's the paint the picture, first of all? Well, military life, you're. If you're not married, you live on base. If you're married, you live out in town with right. your wife and your kids. You have, like, your unit that you work for, depending on your job. So you go and you report in, you do your job, and then if you live on base, you go back to your barrack, and you pretty much, de- de- I mean, depending on what rank structure you're in, sometimes you have people on uh, um, Usually, you always have someone over you that's telling you what you need to do. Like mm-hmm. in the military, in the Marine Corps, when we do our, like, our general cleanups, that's on Thursdays for the most part. It's called field day. So, like, you have things like that. There's always something going on. There's always some kind of structure. There's always someone looking out for you. Um, an NCO. Uh, you report into work usually Monday through Friday. But if you're a cook or if you work in aviation or any of those other military occupations where you're probably needed on the weekend, you might have like you might have to pull a weekend shift. Hmm. So it kind of depends. Um. So Vanessa Guillen was in the Army. Yes. You were in the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. Um. 
are there any similarities between the Army and the Marine Corps that you know of not having been in the Army? Similarities? I feel like the um, some of their rank structure is a little similar to ours mm-hmm. in the Marine Corps. Um, but as far as, like, because I know we follow, like, honor, courage, and commitment. I think one of those are probably something that they follow as well. But other than that, like, I don't know much about about them. What One thing I will add, though, is and I, is alcohol. Alcohol is, like, a big playing factor mm-hmm. across all boards when, the, um, when we're looking at all branches. Right. Which has a lot to do with um, a lot of these military sexual trauma situations or, or you know, because sometimes what happens is that people get intoxicated. Some people get stuff put in their drinks, and next thing you know, you black out. You know, and, and this goes back to when we were in high school. Like, even, like, as kids, they would tell you, like, hey, don't, you know, you always got to watch out when someone's right. making your drink. And it sucks that it has to come to that, huh? You know, like, you shouldn't have to be worried that someone's going to put something in your drink and you can't trust them. But I guess that's just, like, the kind of world that we live in. Um Alcohol plays a big factor. The party, kick it, you know what I'm saying, hang out, life and all that does play a big factor. Um, but when you hear, so we'll take we'll take uh, Vanessa Guillen's case for example. Um, you know, the steps between making a complaint and then something being done about it. Have you ever seen people make complaints and nothing was done about it? Or that you know of? I'm trying to remember because I got out in 2009. Okay. Um, I, I, had a f- I had a friend that was also harassed by the same guy that was harassing me. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she ever s- did anything about it. So sometimes... Sometimes those people do stay quiet. Yeah, hmm. sometimes those people don't speak up or come out from the shadows. Hmm. But, I mean, that's like the only situation that I could think of because, yeah, I'm trying to jog my memory. Is, well, is harassment rampant? Like, does it happen a lot? Is it yeah, like. It happens a lot. Hmm. It happens a lot. Hmm. Interesting. What's, um, why? Why? Why do you think it happens so much? Because there's a power. There's this power structure. You know, you got the ranks, the the higher people that have been in f- for a lot longer, and they feel like they have to prove something. I think also on top of it, there's like um, a lot of mis- um, Hold on. Sorry. I'm trying to think of the word. A lot of machismo. Like they feel like there's something to prove. Right. They just hmm. objectify women. They don't. They don't respect us. They don't see us as just also like another counterpart to you know like another comrade. I mean, it's what I was trying to say. Like another right. comrade. Like they just sexually objectify us and don't see us for who we are as being people that also raised their right hand and volunteered to defend this country, to defend the Constitution. Um. Is there a lot of racism in the Marine Corps? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would say there is. 
I would say that, um, especially out, like, in, in bases, like, by, like, North Carolina and all that, like, where there's still a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, what's the word I'm trying to use here? Where there's racist people, pretty much, is what I'm mm-hmm. trying to say, like, in the South. But North Carolina's so close to the South. There's there's still that there's still that problem. There's still that social issue out there and you could totally see it bleed into military culture, just marine corps life. I mean the Confederate flag, let's look at that. If finally it took how long for them to to, to realize that we shouldn't be waving that flag? You I mean, know what's you know what's crazy about the Confederate flag and the whole because I saw they did a ban. The mm-hmm. Marine Corps came out and said that the flag will now be banned on all bases and installations. Yes, it made me think. How the fuck did it take the Marines so long to ban the Confederate? Like, how could it? It was cool this whole time. Like, right? Who wakes up today and thinks that? Oh. We got to get rid of it today. Like, that shit was crazy to me. Yeah, Not knocking the decision, but, like, sometimes I'm I'm the kind of person who believes, like, you should do the right thing at the right moment. Don't come back 10 years later like, oh, you know what? You know, don't don't steal 100 bucks from me and then come back, you know, next week. Like, look, here's that hundo. I know I stole it, but I gave it back to you. Like, you know what I'm saying? That yeah. just seems wrong to me. I don't know. It does seem wrong. They, sh- they should have uh, st- stood up and did something about it a long time ago. And it shouldn't have taken this long. I w- you know, I'm also in the same boat. Like, I don't get why they did that. Right. But I'm glad that they did it now. What? All right. As a young Latina woman, mm-hmm. what? was the hardest part about military life. I say this because you're a strong person. Like you're not you're not no pushover. So I know that for a person like you to have something happen to the level where it needs to rise to escalate it had to be something strong and we we talked about what it was. But what was like the hardest part just for you? as a Latina woman, about the military? If not the hardest part, but what's the most problematic part, looking back? The problematic part, I think, was, well, honestly, missing my mom's food. But because, I mean, like, I was a cook, and, like, that was kind of problematic for me. Like, I was just missing her food. Like, I was just like, oh, man, like, Mm -hmm. this food that we're cooking here is not going to equate to what I was eating. So I guess food, food was a big thing, right? But... But let me dive a little deeper here. I think that that a big problem being Latina in the Marine Corps was feeling that even though there was other Latinas that I could speak with, that we didn't have a space for us to express ourselves. There wasn't really like the time, like time and place and space for us to go ahead and, and like express. Yeah, to express really? ourselves. Yeah, like I feel like there, because all the time you're busy, you're working, you're working, and if you're not working, you're 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 busy like 
sleeping or working out like it's always like a constant thing like there's always something going on and when you do have that downtime sometimes you want to reconnect with your culture reconnect with other things and i think that was the hard part is not having that space that time to go ahead and do those things right right huh that's interesting um are there a lot of lgbt members in the military oh yeah. well speaking only of the marine corps today yeah hmm. yeah What's their experience like? Do you think, for the most part, is it, de- is it for the most part are they able to function and carry along, or do they have problems? I think that they still have problems. I w- I want to imagine. I don't really know a lot of people that are in um, openly gay or that identify yeah that are LGBTQ that are in the military. But I assu- I'm assuming that they probably still have some issues hmm. because let's face it, there's some people still in the military that have a really strong opinion and don't like the fact that you can open openly serve like that. Yeah, they oh they do. Yeah. So um, I can imagine that they. I I think you know I think back to being in the Navy. Mm-hmm. Like the ship I was on was all male. Well, there was a couple of gay dudes in different departments around the ship. But, like, the overriding, everyday, normal, like, atmosphere of life on a ship in the Navy is 198% anti-gay. It's anti... I mean, it is... You know, that's why I'm asking the specific questions that I'm asking, because it's like I know from a male perspective what it's like and the words you hear and the phrases you hear and the I mean, you can we could not repeat such things on a family show like this. Right. Um, and at the same time, though, I've never been a Marine and all the Marine. You're the only Marine I know who um, is a member of the LGBT community. You know what I'm saying? Everybody else is a male. Um, I know a female Marine. But, um, you know, that's why I find it, like, fascinating to have these conversations because, like, I can only imagine, like, holy shit, the kind of shit that you hear or would hear or, you know what I'm saying? And how people look at people like you. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, it was honestly a different world, like, because 05 to 09, I mean, that was totally different. And um, I, it sucked because, like, I was felt like I was living in fear. Like, I was just thinking about that, about how everybody else is a male. There's very few females in the Marine Corps. I'm trying to think where they're at right now as far as numbers, but I, I haven't kept up with that in a while. Right. But there's not too many female Marines out there, especially LGBTQ ones. Um. Kind of wish I had a statistic here on hand, but no. No, but yeah, yeah, I feel you. Um, I mean. Well, maybe we can do that for a part three. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We'll do that, <laughs> do some yeah. numbers on that day. Um, the Vanessa Guillen story... Like, from my standpoint as a male and as a brother, that story is hard to fucking read. I'll be quite honest with you. 
Apparently, like, you know, she was hitting the head with a hammer until she died. And then they took her body out of the off the bay out of the barracks off the base. I guess she was killed in an armory. In the armory, yeah. From the armory out of the barracks. Trying to paint the picture and remember like what a base is actually like. Yeah. Out of the armory, out of the barracks, off the base, and then they cut her body up. Yeah. I mean, that is just absolutely disgusting. And uh man, I can only think about her parents, you know what I'm saying? Like that is just terrible, yo. Um Exactly. A friend of mine had a quote, and she said, well, I don't know who wrote this quote, but I saw it when my friends posted. It was like, if Vanessa Guillen was a rifle, nobody would have left until it was yeah. found. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And that's facts. Mm-hmm. Like, that is facts. Yeah. They would have shut the whole shit. Mm-hmm. Nobody moving if a round was lost. Yeah, round still. If accountability of everything. If a magazine wasn't put back in the shit, the whole shit yeah. would have went absolutely crazy. Um, and yet they lost a whole human yeah. who ended up dead. Um, so I think that that's very sad. I think that's really tragic. And um, it's not a good look for the military. Uh, now, here's what I do want to ask you. And I'm asking, you're the only person I've asked this question to. There's a movement right now, uh, I've been seeing it a couple places and everything like that, where um, there's a Latino organization, I can't, I think it's LULAC, L-U-L-A-C, um, they're pushing to have no Latino females join the military, period. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think that that's smart, that's a smart, like... And the reason I say that is because there needs to be reform. There needs to be, um, they need to pass MIRA. MIRA is like a piece of legislation that's going to help protect mil- anybody in the military. It doesn't ma- matter if you're female or male. Mm-hmm. It's going to help protect military service members from, from, from this kind of stuff from occurring, you know. It's like, why did it take them so damn long to, like, find her body? They should have mobilized and been searching the whole time, even though they claim that they were. But going back to your question, they I think that that is necessary because we need to hold the Army accountable and all other branches until some change is made because we cannot allow for more women or men or anybody to go missing. It's it's unacceptable, you know. Like, like you were saying, if it was a rifle, they would have shut the base down. Well, these are bodies. These are people that swore to defend the Constitution, that volunteered. So let's keep them safe. You know. No, I, I I'm, I'm feeling that. Um, I look at it, I listen to it, I read it. I feel it. I understand where they're coming from. Because I'm not a Latina female and I'm not a Marine um, or Army veteran and I'm not a member of the LGBT community, though, there is a part of me that at least thinks that is it not comfortable or is, is it not okay at least to have people still join and make that change from within to be the kind of change that we want to see yeah i get what you're saying but 
we have to also remember that those that are in power have have the ability to pass legislations at least pieces of legislation that will protect but we do need to change the culture that's within the military like a bit and i say that with like the drinking going back to the drinking like honestly we are probably one of the highest when it comes to like careers across the board we're drinking where there's drinking involved like oh oh i i when you say that yeah when you say that, I feel you because drinking, especially in the Navy, yeah. is like part of it. I mean, yeah. it's it, like the Marines. I mean, it's, you know, when you open that box of gifts, it's in there too. Yeah, um, yeah and that leads the door open to all kinds of stuff and things that are not addressed fester for a long time. Um, but again, I didn't ask that not... You know, I didn't ask that to like take away from the movement. I just asked that because it's kind of like the thing I was talking about when I went to the change thing that they had with the police department at the city hall. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, changed behavior is the only thing that I care about. But at the same time, I do feel like people need to go and show up. It's like if you're bitching about it, show up for the meeting, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, I do support that because I do believe that this situation here with Vanessa again is beyond the pale like that calls for something stronger than just people signing up and if that means that latinas should not join the military i think that's tough but if the military is not able to protect somebody if they're going to give you bullshit about like oh well we're looking first you know the story changed like I don't know how many, the story changed a lot. It did. You know what I'm saying? And it didn't change from, it's not like we were reading Snapchat. Mm-mm. I mean, this is declaration from the leadership running the base. Mm-hmm. Fort Hood is not, it's not fucking Walmart. It's the this size. Is a, this is a major yeah. military installation. This the size is, of Naperville, by the way. My yeah. stepdad was in the Army, and he was like, yo, by the way, Fort Hood's the size of Naperville. Fort Hood is Just big, as an idea. Sh- big as shit. Yeah, big. this is not... Big. This ain't Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. I'll too, you'll find the whatever. No, this is big as hell. So mm-hmm. if they can invade a country, they can find a guy with a drone, they can pinpoint this. Yeah. How do you miss? I mean, they were able to find the girl that set the car on fire here in Aurora. I'm just saying, like, good you meant with the drone. I was just thinking about her. Like, it's 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 all like, okay, you guys want to hold people accountable? Well, then hold your own people accountable. Word up word up and don't be like oh yeah well you know we care about one another be about it right in your actions like you were saying like but there let's let's face it there is some people that are predators out there that have predator behaviors and that needs to be changed that needs to be corrected like you like it it stems deep like this this um not understanding no violating people's space like it's just this violation of autonomy because you are trying to be yourself you're trying to to speak up for yourself but then you have someone that has another interest in mind mind you that only sees you for what you are for that and then wants to take advantage it's just it's horrible um, 
time is now 8.56 a.m. We're listening, or excuse me, you're listening to Good Morning Aurora. We're sitting down with Ali Hernandez, uh, Marine Corps veteran. We're discussing military sexual trauma, life in the Marine Corps in regards to um, the military and let, being Latina in the military in the wake of uh, Vanessa Guillen's death. Rest in peace. Um, today's Friday. As you know, we like to end the show um, on a positive note going into the weekend. Uh, I will be posting that statement, if I can find it, from that group LULAC because I feel like I was kind of massacring the explanation. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I want... I want it to be clear. I wasn't. Yeah. No, you were right. Yeah. That's exactly what they yeah. said. I um, I saw it myself. Yeah. But yeah, definitely post it. I'll post that. Um, let's leave with a positive note, though. What's something that the people can take with them going into this weekend and then for next weekend? Um, love one another. Right love up. yourself, but love one another. Just, I don't know. I was just thinking about love right now. It's like one of the things that came out of my head. <laughs> love. No, I feel you. Yeah, love yourself and love those around you. Take out, take care for one another is what I'm trying to say. Like, look out for one another. Um, whether it's like reaching out, calling someone right now um, during these times because we're under a pandemic, and just check in with people. You know, you never know what someone's dealing with or or having issues with. Just try to look out for one another. I think. Word up. Um, Our message will be the same. Love is a good message to take us into the next week. Love's a good message to take us into the weekend. Um, So, yeah, show love. I want to give a quick, lasting, leaving shout-out, though, to Viso Arts, McCarty Mills, PLS, for um, stepping up and being a sponsor for the show. Um, and we appreciate everybody. Shout out to Stealth Art. Shout out to Aurora Public Art. Shout out to the Aurora Public Library. And mega shout outs to everyone who's listening. Big time thank yous to all of our listeners and all of our supporters here at Good Morning Aurora. The website has been launched. You can go to it and visit goodmorningaurorail.com. On the contact page, you will see uh, a form that you can fill out. You can send us mail. You can let us know what you guys think. And you can also give us ideas for future shows and interviews. Uh, With that being said, good morning, Aurora. We'd like to say peace. Hope that you all stay blessed, stay safe. Vanessa again, rest in peace. We out. Peace. Bye.